Season 2 of Keith and Raven Beyond the Altar. Season 2 of Life After Infidelity. So now for today's topic, we have a great topic that was actually voted on by a lot of you guys on my wife's social media. And so, babe, I'll let you go ahead and introduce what our topic is for today. So our topic is sex after infidelity. Um, a lot of you have been asking, how in the world do we get back to the way it was before my partner stepped out on me? Will it ever get back to the way that it was or will it ever be better or is this just where we are? And we are here to tell you that you are not necessarily stuck unless you want to be. And, you know, especially in, along those lines, like... People also have to understand this is a this is something that is going to take a lot of your patience. It is not an overnight thing. Um, like, Bay, how long would you say that that it took us to to in your mind, you know, get back to where it was at least where we started at? Um, I for us, I want to say it took years. Like, I don't know the exact number. I just know for sure that it took years because right. it didn't take a long time for us to actually figure this out. And so I, I'm I'm yeah. hopeful that because of what we have learned, that it will absolutely help someone else. So that way, you know, you guys don't have to go as long as we did. Exactly. Yeah. This is like the troubleshooting for you guys. That's what we're trying to help you guys out with in this sense. Um, so, yeah, that was like a perfect explanation. Hopefully that this will speed things up because. You know, as my wife said, like it definitely was some years, I can say at least two years before we really felt like things were back to normal. Um, and so, like, babe, what would you what would you say are some of like the larger steps um, on your side that you felt you had to take to be able to get back to feeling normal within our sex life? So for me, my reasoning for stepping out never had to do with because we weren't having great intimacy it had everything to do with just my own selfish checking out like mindset and really um, just not wanting to be a part of your family anymore. So for me, the issue was never intimacy uh, physically. It was emotionally. And so what I had to do was I had to learn how to forgive myself for it to be just great physically intimately what about for you like for me it was um like honestly like thinking back on it prior to all that happening like yeah i felt like we had an amazing sex life and so it was more so like um i think from a guy standpoint because so mm -hmm. many things are I, i'm not even gonna say guy i'm gonna say for me and for anybody who feels like physicality is like that love language you're going to equate mm -hmm. any type of hurt to something that is physical as well and that was what I was doing. And so I more so did see it as like, OK, like um, all these insecurities popping up in my head as we're going through trying to trying to rebuild our intimacy. 
And I'm just going through all these different thoughts. Like, okay, is she thinking about the other guy? Was this, was this, you know, um, better with him than it was with me? Um, so those things I had to get, I had to get my mind past. And that was really through our communication. And, you know, it was, it was, like we said, it was a long road to do that. Um, just because. Can you explain the process of how you stopped thinking about, well, is she thinking about, or if is my partner thinking about the other person while, you know, doing it? Can you explain that process? Because a lot of people literally cannot fathom not thinking, like literally like they can't even deal with not thinking about that. Right. They think like forever it's going to be in your head. Yes. And, you know, it's not, that's definitely not the case. Like, you know, it was really, like I said, it was our communication that had to help me get past that. Um, because our communication and rebuilding that trust and trusting what you were telling me took a while for us. But as we continually worked on that and had those talks and really like we both had to have many moments of vulnerability in between those intimate moments, um, like, you know, throughout the day, just if we had extra time. Can you give like an example of that? Like, like an example of one of our conversations. So you know, they could have clarity on what we mean. Got you, got you. So, so let's say, for example, um, I would come back from work and we, you know, maybe we had a day off or something like that. It would be those moments where I really had to open up to you and let you know, like, this is what I'm feeling. Like, I, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, the intimacy that we're having, you're thinking about him or, mm-hmm. you know, we're not doing certain things that we did before because you did them with him and things of that nature and i had to get to a point to where when i would sit back and hear you out um because i would get angry um very quickly at first yeah and so i had to get to a point to where i would sit back and actually hear you out and be respectful to the fact of okay you're talking in that moment don't allow my anger to overtake this opportunity to listen and grow and um really hear you out to see okay that's not where her mindset is that's where my insecurities lie And I think that's where we get it mixed up, where I was getting it mixed up was that I was putting my insecurities where your mindset was. And that was not the case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like I said, for me, I was putting my insecurities where I felt your thoughts were, although I was wrong. That's what I was doing within my mind. And so for you on your side of it, did you gain any insecurities throughout that process of infidelity that when you try to come back to intimacy within our marriage, that it created, um, you know, like I say, those uh, those thoughts of um, insecurities. Yeah, like I just felt like my I violated our marriage. I violated my body. Um, it was just literally like intimacy. Intimacy felt like a guilt trip for me. Um, right. so even you know, when, when the time would come, I just, guilt would immediately come in and I could never enjoy my, like, I could never enjoy myself. Um, and, and I did feel like I just deserved it, like, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, that's not the truth. Um, it's not the truth. And I think that a lot of, a lot of you have to understand too, like, forgiveness plays a huge part in your intimacy. Like, as you're yes. working through the journey of life after infidelity, 
forgiveness is I mean you are gonna have to go down the list of forgiving and it's it like everything because that which what you don't forgive it's going to show up in some way shape or form whether it be in your intimacy whether it be in your communication whether it be in it's literally going to show up somewhere in your relationship and so I think like really to like I said I, I had to I just had to it took a long time for me to figure it out but once I did God really just intervened and our intimacy is just way like you you would never I would have never thought that we would have been where we are today yeah you know yeah because I I think like for everybody during that time it's really hard to imagine that it's for one going to get back to the point that you were at and two to get better especially if you feel like prior to that you already had a healthy and enjoyable sex life um you know and what you said was perfect you know there is a huge point of forgiveness that has to happen because it will hinder that process completely um and it it puts up those invisible barriers if you will that hold you back from truly being intimate Mm -hmm. within those moments and it was somebody i had a conversation with um in regards to this after we really had showed our shared our testimony and you know, that's that's where the difference is within sex with your partner versus just, you know, if you were single mm-hmm. and just mess around with anybody. It's that intimate right. connection that you have. You know, or other than that, sex, yes, is a physical act that creates some type of emotional and, and um, ties and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's the intimacy and the, the genuine love that you have between you and your partner that makes sex and a marriage different. It makes it on a different level and you have to get back to that and get back to that um, vulnerability with each other. Did it make it hard for you to open up and be vulnerable from your side because you had committed infidelity to be able to feel open to tell me what you felt was wrong in our relationship, although it was not with sex? um, Was that something that made it hard for you to open up to me and be vulnerable? So therefore made it even harder to, you know, get back to that place where we felt true intimacy within our sex life i mean yes because it it like it just brought back even more guilt and not only that i didn't want it to seem like it was justifying anything like it um absolutely like it was a hard thing and it was it was even harder to to answer a lot of your questions that you had of like what we did let's say if someone is grieving the loss of their partner how would you explain like how should the um, person who was cheated on feel about that like and and by partner you mean the the person that they cheat that they cheated with right yes yes um i mean in all honesty like that was my part where I felt like my insecurities uh, kind of stepped to the forefront. And it, and those were like they were the hardest to quiet down during that time, because that was one of my insecurities that, you know, even though you came um, back to where we're working on our relationship, you know, were you sad about losing this person? Because even even if during the time you're telling me it was not physical um, as far as the reason for why you stepped out, there was some reason. 
And so even during these times, is that grieving overtaking us being able to be here in the moment with each other or, you know, or anything like that? Um, So for me, it was I hate to I hate to say just like time, because I know it wasn't just that. And um, but at the same time, it was conversations. It was um, really trying to find my confidence back in myself as well. And being patient enough to hear out, okay. What is it that um, I did not do within my side of being a husband that I need to do better? So that way, this is not a gap that that you felt was missing. So therefore, you're not looking for who you felt filled it at that time. Right. See, I don't necessarily think like. No, I'm not even going to say that because I do not believe that I um, was grieving the person uh, I believe that I was grieving the person that I was when I did that. Like, because I, I had to, yes, because I had to, um, no, not prior to the person that I was away from our relationship. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I had to change everything I came from it was I like literally was like living a a single life like and it was never the person that I was with it was the person that I was like it was just a like I, I was different I was drinking I was smoking I was I was doing all kinds of like literally like clubbing like you know like I yeah. was a completely different person and the person that I was with never amounted to you in any way, shape or form, but who I was without you and without being tied to like your family was a person that I had liked, but it wasn't, it was like an evil like, and I hate to describe it like that, but it was like, it was like a, a evil second sister, if that makes any sense. Like, right. you know how you have like a, like another side of your personality. Yes. Like, okay. Yes. Like the side of your personality that you didn't get to live out. Like we had just turned 20. Uh, actually, we had just turned 21 yeah, and it was a whole. Yeah. It was a whole nother me. Like, I was just like, dang, like, this is what it's like to be 21. So the person that I had saw everybody else being, I, I was able, yeah, like, that's what it was like. Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't necessarily like, and I think that one, the, 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 the cheater should, or the one who cheated should absolutely look at it from that standpoint, because you married your spouse for a reason. You yeah. loved them for a reason. They did things for you that nobody else could do. You've got to remember that and divorce yourself from the person that you had become outside of your marriage. Because it's not necessarily the person that you were with that has your heart, but it's absolutely who you were that has your... Like, it could absolutely, because I don't want to... Like, I'm not trying to 
I'm just saying it could be the person that you were, you know, so like. And that and that that takes some time like or that took time for me to like forgive myself because I then recognized when I came into the revelation of how I broke you, I came into like I realized like, dang, I was an evil, selfish person. Like I was drinking, I was partying, I was doing all of these things like how could I do that to you when you were sitting at home? You know, like, does that make sense? Like, I'm not trying to like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, you know, justify the person, but I'm, I'm just like, it does take an inside work for yeah. the, for the relationship to heal. Like you really got to look at you. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. Cause I mean like, and I think that's, that's the thing that from couples that we have spoken with, it seems like that, does play a part into it because they got married at young ages and so like you go through so many different life changes in the midst of that marriage and so you and especially when you when you're the ones who get married young we were the we were the only married couple out of all yes. of our friends so you're surrounded by you know other people that are single um able to do whatever they want i mean like we didn't have children at that time so we still had that yeah. type of freedom but it was uh, we were different. We were definitely living like a different lifestyle from those who were just dating or those who were absolutely just single. And, you know, just the same way if you watch something on reality TV and you say, man, that would be, you know, yeah. I would try that. You know, I, I would go to the club or something like that. It was the same way at that age because we got married at 20, turned 21 shortly after, you know, had never had that, you know, availability to alcohol going to the clubs and stuff like that and you know especially like with the uh i think job placement plays a big role in it too um how much you have to be around that because you know because of your occupation at that time you know another question i think a lot of people have when it comes to trying to rekindle uh sex is like you know from your perspective how difficult was the thought of have I brought something back into this relation, this relationship, whether it be like a STD or, or anything like that, you know, how difficult was that, um, thought in your head and trying to rebuild that intimacy during those times? Uh, I mean, it was just very difficult for me. I mean, how difficult was that for you? I mean, for me, it was, it was a, it was a constant worry. Cause like, even when we have first tried to, you know, rebuild those moments, like we made sure we use protection because, you know, it was like, okay, we got to wait till we get yeah. tested before, because, you know, although I missed those moments of being in- intimate with you, it was still like, I can't allow what I missed to cause me to be stupid yeah. and not, and not take that precaution. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I could tell like during that time you didn't take it as disrespect. Um, I don't know if other, you know, people would, if they like stepped out and, you know, will take it at any type of any type of defensive way if their partner was to present that. But I think that's something to make sure you keep in mind that although, yeah, like I think any anybody who feels like that, I think you really got to do a real big heart check because that's the only like it's only by by respect. And I think that like you should have a lot more respect for your partner for even considering getting back with your behind you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a matter of respect. Like you did what you wanted to do. You've got to allow them to be like straight up 
full on honest. Like, and there are people who are legit like that. And I'm happy that you said that, but that pride has to go. Like you've got to humble yourself it not to the point to where you're literally like put holding your head down. Not only your partner is it that you've hurt, but it's God. And, and to get this forgiveness or even like the opportunity to forgive, I promise you, the the long the outcome is way right way like it's amazing so you should really humble like you've got to humble yourself like humble yourself and you know like you said it's it's humbling yourself and taking that pride out of it because um you know in those situations of stepping out you're at the at those moments being selfish and thinking of yourself and so to get mad at somebody else for right. thinking about themselves at that time and it's and it's related to their their health and their longevity of life, you know, that will be idiotic in a sense, honestly, um, and, and extremely prideful to try and do something like that. And I think that, you know, you know, couples should recognize that because there is an issue in your intimacy right now, it's not just the person who has the issue it's y'all's problem now so like it's both of y'all so there really is healing on both parts like there has to be work done on both parts it's not just oh she has a problem or he has a problem it's no we like y'all you've got to learn how to um incorporate we and everything now like everything yeah, especially during those times, like, you know, me, me, me comes up a lot. Um, but it, it definitely has to be, like you said, those moments of, uh, you know, putting we in there, understanding that both parties are affected on both sides. You know, each each person has to uh, humble themselves in that in that nature to think of that properly. Yeah. And wisely. Because that can bring major issues to your relationship when you're like, oh, he has a problem or she has a problem because you're like necessarily like you're you are singling them out and you are pulling them back from the relationship as, as in dang, like now we, like I really am the problem of this and I should just, I would be better off to just leave you alone. Like, cause I, it's like how, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not we in this together. The moment that you stated that you wanted to work on your marriage, the both of you, you are now in this together you have now re-entered covenant and you can't there there there's no turning back from that like if you're working on it you're working on it and you know you know another thing that i think had helped us out um you know throughout this whole process outside of just the the conversations we would have throughout the day was not finishing um you know sex and just rolling over going to sleep like our biggest growth moments were where we kind of sat there you know held each other and and had that pillow talk of like you know really letting our emotions um show through and you know rekindling that because that's that's one thing i think like for for me as a person who um is a person who has like a physical love language you know the physicality of sex makes me feel love but for you you know, it's feeling those words of affirmation. It's, it's feeling like, you know, that um, those kind acts and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't think you can get any kinder than, you know, holding your partner, having those talks and disclosing, you know, the things that you before will hold in 
And I know on my side, that was a part where I hindered our relationship was because I was not a talker. And so I also had to incorporate ways that will make you feel loved um, even after those moments, because this is a rebuilding process. Like it's not this is not to where you made a mistake. You're my slave now. Yeah. So you you have to keep that in mind and understand they're doing this um, because, you know, this is a thing that we need to rekindle because this is how I need to know our intimacy is back. I need to know that I'm being loved. But I also have to figure out a way to properly incorporate how they feel loved. So that way, the point that we were at before is not our end point. It's it's going to be the start of better. Right. So I'm going to give an example of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So let's state how um, or let's say in the event that your intimate moment is not working at the time. Right. Something's off. You want to stop what you're doing, lay down and cuddle with your partner and talk about it. Like literally like this is an intimate moment. You cannot allow this thought or these thoughts to eat at you because it's just going it's literally going to kill your relationship. You are going to have to like, okay, if this if this um, exercise that you're doing or this intimate moment isn't working right now, the physical intimate moment isn't working right now. Stop what you're doing. Lay down and talk about like and just love on each other. And if it's hard to love on each other, if it's hard to receive that, you know, um, put your clothes back on. And I know it sounds crazy, but put your clothes back on and talk about it. You know, don't argue. Just talk about it in love. Like you, intimacy has to happen immediately, both physically and emotionally. It has to happen immediately after infidelity. When you are, if you are working, if you wanted to work on your relationship, immediate intimacy is necessary. Like it's vital. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the like you said, um, you know, allowing those emotional moments to show, especially after intimacy is big. And I think as a guy, that was hard for me to do because um, I'm be honest, like originally when you hear something like that, the first thoughts that go to your head is like, you know, I'm never going to show them or anybody else any type of emotion because you feel like that would show weakness within that moment. And it would be it will be the opposite of what you need to move forward. Um, but even as a guy, and this, this is going to be tough for some of the, some of the fellas that are listening to here. It's like, you're going to, you're going to come to some moments where tears is going to be flowing. You're going to come to some moments where, you know, all that hurt and all that pain is going to show and it's going, and it's going to push through any barriers that you have. And, um, you know, sometimes it's the anger that makes you feel like you know, that person doesn't deserve any emotions of mine unless it's seeing my anger. And you have yeah. to battle past that and fight past that, which is why I think it's, it's super important. Like how you said, you know, cuddling with that person, you know, while you guys had that talk. Like, I don't yeah. know of anybody that's ever been able to hold a, you know, a argument while holding the person that they love. It's different if I'm sitting on the end of the bed. And, you know, I can quickly turn my back and show my body language is like, OK, I'm over this and it and it escalates or I can stand up and it escalates. But, um, 
even if whether it's you know whether it's right after the act if you guys have to stop in the middle or like you said if you have to stop and put your clothes on and have that talk then do so but i do think you know having um you know whether it be you know just sitting down holding each other or laying down holding each other i think that that's super important did we ever have moments where we cried i know i cried um i know i did it took me a while to do it it took me a long time um because uh yeah it it definitely it took me a long time to to get myself to the point where i was okay with crying in front of you i'm talking about cried together yeah it did but that's what i'm saying like it took us a long time for me to even feel comfortable crying in front of you so even if we like even together that took me a while um and you know it was just it was that um that barrier of you know feeling hurt and angry at you that wouldn't allow me to you know let you see those emotions but during those times i mean i can i can honestly say like there were plenty of silent moments by myself where there were plenty of tears that shit um but it was it was so hard to show them in front of you because um you know i felt i felt violated there is um what about discussing sex like with the other person like how would you prepare the the person who was cheated on like how would you prepare them for that like or like how would you tell them to prepare themselves or you know do you think that it's necessary for the person who cheated to disclose the intimate moments that they had with the person that they cheated with I think that all depends on the person. So like, I wouldn't be able to say generally what you should do or whether you should ask that. Um, I think, I think it depends on how well you know yourself. Like me, I knew that for me to trust you or anybody else, I got to know all cards are on the table because once I see all cards laid out on the table, that's when I can make up my mind of, you know, how to move forward or whether I'm able to move forward. Right. Um, so I think that really just comes down to like a self-evaluation of yourself. Now, if you're like me and you have to have all cards laid out, you know, first thing I would say is be prepared to have your feelings hurt. Point blank period. Because to even hear about it um, happening is going to hurt. It's going to cut deep. And so just be prepared for that. Um, and as far as, um, you know, asking any in particular uh, questions, you also have to understand where is the level of I'm only asking this knowing that I'm not going to gain anything out of it. Like what what do right. I what what ability do I have to rebuild from asking this question or am I asking this, right. um, you know, to to know. But is it really even going to help me move forward or to compare yourself cuz I'm telling you comparison is a big demon that will kill yeah. everything like it and, don't matter I'll, what it is it will kill it and ladies like if you're the person who stepped out I can tell you right now comparison is going to go through that man's head mm-hmm. and like I I know for a fact it went through mine for a long time and you know it's going to be a lot of questions that will be asked multiple times and even for ladies if if you were cheated on by a guy i'm pretty sure there's questions that will uh bring up 
in your mind of comparison or that you will ask multiple and multiple times because you want to see, are they going to change the answer this time when I ask them? Are they are they consistent with that answer? Can I catch them in a lie and figure out the truth of how they really felt? Because really, it's your insecurities bringing up those comparisons and those insecurities want to try and prove themselves to be true. Um, so I think those were the biggest things when it comes down to anybody who wants to ask questions. Know yourself, whether it's really know whether it's really going to help you move forward and know where that stopping limit is to say, OK, I'm asking to. um to give more ammo to my insecurities at this point, but this this isn't a question that's going to help me in any way be able to move in the direction that we said we want to move. Right. Um, didn't we commit our relationship back to Jesus, like or our sex life? Yeah, we had we had to go through a process of committing everything. Yeah. But I think that that's something that you know you definitely want to do. So you know, before even like you've got to look at it like you're on a mission um life after infidelity like you you're literally on a mission to making love again so like you're and making love like you don't want to look at it as we're about to have sex you want to look at it as we're making love making love is building so that's in every like even when from start to finish it's building so you want to make sure that you commit your right your your time to the lord allow him and i know that might sound crazy but he created it allow him to literally like just tell him like what it is that you're having a problem with or that you're you're hoping for out of this time you know pray to him and tell him this like your your entire marriage belongs to him and you've already done things outside of him. You want to include him in absolutely everything. And I guarantee you, you will absolutely see him in everything once you begin to commit everything to him. Everything. So even like before like conversations, you want to commit the conversation to him before you know, you know having a hard conversation. So it's the same thing with sex or making love commit that to the father yeah and so you know that's that's one of the bigger things that helped us out and i noticed that after we had um those moments of incorporating god um into those moments or you know praying before we had got intimate i noticed that it didn't seem like it was a chore for you anymore yeah and that that drastically helped help both of us out i think me especially on the mental side um so you know guys this was um you know, a great episode for part one of our conversation of sex after infidelity, but we definitely plan on bringing you a part two and expanding more on this subject. Um, but overall, we really just hope and pray that you guys were able to be blessed by this conversation, that this conversation serves as a helping point to those that are dealing with this and going through this. Yes. So I'm hopeful that we'll have special guests or guests for right. <laughs> the part two of sex after infidelity um but if not i'll let y'all know <laughs> yes but um yeah we'll just do a part two uh so please submit like any questions or anything that you may have in regards to sex after infidelity um because even though this was the most voted on uh you know we still want to make sure that we're giving you guys right. what you necessarily are 
you know, hoping to hear um, about this when it comes to this topic. But we love you guys so, so much. And we are truly committed and excited um, about what God is doing and committed to helping in any way that we can from our experience, you know, to see you guys rise um, in the kingdom. Absolutely. And guys, just make sure you stay uh, tuned in on our social media sites for uh, any posts um, as far as our next upcoming episodes and details. Um, if you go down into the caption below, you will see our Instagram and TikTok handles. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. And like my like my beautiful wife and co-host said, please make sure you send us those questions. We really want to bring the answers to you guys that you are desiring. You're so sweet. <laughs> okay, we love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you again. Thank you.